Welcome to the uh, Acamedia podcast presented by the Society for Cinema and Media Studies. I'm Michael Kackman at the University of Notre Dame. And I am Chris Becker in the same place. Uh, as we, again, have had a, a long while since we've talked at you, but we are actively making moves to boost our output thanks to some new helpers we've got. Yeah, we, we have some new folks who've, who've joined in, and we will introduce them uh, formally soon. In the meantime, we're doing a quick revisit of... Uh, an earlier conversation that we had with some of the leaders of F SCMS. Yeah, and so this took place at the SCMS conference in Denver, and some of you might have might have seen already, or um, we, you know, we did uh, an episode on Zoom, or it was on YouTube, a YouTube live episode. So if you've seen that, this is a piece of that. So this is an interview that we had with the SCMS president Priscilla Ovaya, and she's the outgoing president, but is uh, now. Now past president, so she is still uh, going to be, uh, you know, have an active voice in the board. But she had a really great conversation with us at the conference about, you know, what she was hoping for from the conference and, you know, the future of in-person conferencing and a bunch of really important questions like that. And I think she, it was a really fascinating conversation. And it features our very own Chris Becker. It does. And Michael, too. Just so. a little bit. Um, on location, Acme. On location, live in Denver. Well, live, recorded, edited, and so forth. But, you know, it, it'll feel like live. It'll feel like you're back in Denver in a stupid conference room. Making it sound good. Here we go. So we are finishing up our first in-person SCMS in four years here in Denver. So I wanted to ask right at the top here, what were you thinking about and hoping for coming into the conference? And how has the experience gone over the last few days? Yeah, you know, I, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm happy to see everybody here, to be in rooms with people, to see, um, you know, all the, just to be and the liveness is the live in personness is just really incredible, and I feel like the energy is there. Right, there's a different energy. Uh, I feel people are excited to be meeting new folks or seeing old friends, and so that's been really exciting to to observe. Um, and I just wanted to give a huge shout out to first off Vicky and the programming committee who mm -hmm. did a fantastic job of like just putting all these panels together, um, and also the um, the organization, the structure. I think that you know our first time back, you know we. We had a lot of time to reflect on things that had worked in previous years and things that could be improved upon. And I, I think that um, with that time, we, we put together a really great program with events in the middle of the day to kind of break it up, making sure people had time for lunch. Um, so I think they were just we were able to employ some really exciting, um, you know, useful things into the program that I think made it possible to reconnect or to make new connections with people. So um, that was really awesome. And of course the staff, right? Like they're mm -hmm. constantly behind the scenes doing all the things. And um, it's just, it's been great to, to see all of their fruits, uh, you know, all of their labor come to fruition. Um, and of course the board has been sort of guiding that all the way through. And, and you know, then people are here. People <laughs> have submitted their work, brought it to here, brought it to Denver and um, have just made all this possible. So I think for me, 
it's been really exciting, um, and uh, I hope that that is true for people that are here experiencing it, especially people experiencing it for the first time in mm. person. Mm -hmm. um, so if I can, you know, if um, if our if our new folks are uh, having, you know, a good experience, if our queer and trans folks are having a good experience, if our um, uh, marginalized folks are having a good experience, if our uh, longtime veterans are having a good experience, like that's for me. That, that's what I want. I want us all the intergenerational connections to be made and people to be here together. So I'm hopeful. I feel like that's happening, but I really hope that that, that is, uh, that's my hope. And I, I, I get a sense that that is really happening. To that point about the marginalized, I think it's important to acknowledge that some people can't be here, whether because of uh, precarity, health, geography, or environmental concerns. And as a current board member, I can attest that this comes up in our conversations a lot. And I think that's important for people to recognize. Um, and this also might be a good example for our listeners about how the board works. So when we have our next board meeting in June, uh, future conferences will be on the agenda. And of course, we have a few, uh, the next few that are scheduled contractually um, with hotels. We're locked into those. Uh, but we'll, we will begin what will end up being a years-long conversation about 2027 here in June. So that we could talk about that process, like how that conversation works. And June will also be your final meeting as president at the helm. Um, so what will things look like when we have an item on our agenda with something like thinking about the 2027 conference? Yeah. So, I mean, I try to try to have a positive spin on all the, the crappiness that we've had to endure over the past couple of years. And, and, you know, the challenge, of course, was how do we meet our financial and contractual obligations and then build on that. And so what I'm excited about is that we have the three years set, right? We know we're in Boston, we know we're in Chicago, Chicago, and then we don't know after that, right? So we have time to start thinking, to start planning, to start researching all of the things that are going to need to happen if we want to be able to pursue a hybrid or a virtual option, which is something that the members have been asking for, something the board has been taking very seriously. But in even with all of the technological changes that have happened recently, it's still not a clear cut process, right? Like there's still no model. And just thinking back to uh, the pre-conference, right? Um, I'm really excited about the fact that we now have virtual pre-conference and in-person conference, right? This is our first year of actually doing that. And I think it's a model that could really be beneficial ultimately in terms of helping people find their place at YesCMS. But even that, the platform that we had relied on for three years now to do that work has gone away, right? They've closed, they've shuttered their, their operations. So I think it's just a good example of how we, we're looking down the road. We have the opportunity, we have time on our side here mm. to be able to like think about and plan and figure things out. But things change so rapidly that even with that time, it's, it's still a little bit unclear how we can proceed. So I'm looking forward to taking that opportunity to figure out how, how that's going to look um, and working with board members and committees and volunteers to, to hopefully um, get, a, get a plan started. Mm -hmm. And then hope that there'll be enough longstanding, um, you know, platforms and organizations that can help us do that work in a, in a reasonable way. Yeah. You know, basically what you've described there is what we do as a board. We all sit there together and there's uh, what I think like 11 voting members and then a handful of other non-voting members and then home office staff. Um, and in a little over a year that I've been on the board, for me, the most beneficial thing is learning from everyone else in the room. So I'm at a particular type of institution, but we have everyone from, you know, people at R1s to small liberal arts colleges. We now have an HBCU member. We have an incoming community college member. And so there's things that I would have never had to think about at Notre Dame. Um, those come up in the room or we have people with, you know, different identity categories and so forth. So there's a reminder every time 
of why diversity and inclusion are important. And, you know, questions come up. Someone says, how about this? And another person says, wait a minute, you have to factor in that. And that's, you know, what we're supposed to do, right? We're kind of a micro version of SCMS trying to represent everyone. And it's not easy. There's so many factions, uh, so many factions within the membership to represent. But I find it really gratifying to have those conversations, especially how much we take that very seriously, take it to heart um, about that we're trying to represent everyone, but recognizing there's so many constituencies that we're trying to represent. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's been so incredibly beneficial and something that I've seen in my time on the board um, is the now consistent placement of a precarious labor organization member on the board, right? So mm-hmm. just very, just that's built in now, that's baked in. And so now we have somebody who's always going to be really helping us think very clearly and carefully about what it means to, to you know, to not have maybe the institutional resources and support um, or even that institutional connection to be able to, to support, um, you know, the travel and the, the uh, you know, the time that is required for, for, you know, coming together as a community places like this. Mm. But I think you're exactly right. Like I have learned so much as a board member. I have just learned, uh, it's just been real, a real joy, even at its most challenging moments. It's been such a joy to be thinking together and working together and really working for a common goal, which is like, how do we make this the best place for our members and all of their needs, right? Mm -hmm. We can't do all the things we're not, you know, we are at the end of the day, a scholarly organization and there are constraints that we have. We don't have, uh, you know, an endowment or anything like that. We don't have like we have resources but we don't have all the resources and so just being able to to hear members needs and trying to to put that into like some kind of strategic plan that we can build towards um that's been just really exciting to see um and i wanted to just want to once sort of say like point to the cyclical nature of being on the board like time i don't know about y'all but time has been like really it's, it's timey-wimey for sure right like it's just like i have no sense of what yesterday versus two years ago was but but um you know the, there's a rhythm to the academic year there's a rhythm to and, and similarly there's a rhythm to the board right so um you were talking about the june board meeting that'll be my last one presiding as president, um, and we'll start to see the the new leadership come in. but the thing to know is that like we're already going to be working on the next conference, right? Yeah. Like June is you don't forget, you know, like in May, August is when all the the uh, proposals come forward for seminar for seminars and papers. Um, then there's a pretty quick turnaround time of review by the programming committee, and then um, you know everybody gets notified. So so much happens in such a short period of time, so far away from the actual conference um, that I think it's just a, a good reminder that you know I, I came in really wanting to to do all the things and like fix all the things. And then realizing, oh wait, there's there's so much just day to day stuff that has to happen, uh, and institutional change, as we know, is really slow and challenging. And you know, even with even with people that are motivated to make uh, strategic interventions, it's long and hard, right? Mm-hmm. So just being able to just recognize, okay. This is a long term project. This is not. This is something that we're all coming together and we're doing as much as we can um, in. Uh, you know, at the same time as we're making sure people have uh, timely notifications to, you know, of whether or not they'll be able to present their work um, and to, to, you know, to do all of that volunteer labor behind the scenes to make it happen. So I think for me, it's just a sense of time and a sense of community that um, is all in support of our larger membership community. Yeah, let me jump in for Michael. He's got a, a question on our Zoom. Um, I imagine there's a kind of a, a structural tension between keeping things central Midwestern in the U.S. Uh, because it, you know, it allows you to put the conference at an affordable hub for airline travel for people in North America. 
But of course, what that means is that it's more expensive for people internationally. And that's a constant struggle to sort out. And so I'm just wondering, are you thinking about revisiting the idea of doing a European or another, another try at an Asian conference? Or is that still a ways down the road? Right now, it's a ways down the road, only not not be, not from lack of desire, but I think just practically speaking, um, the thing that we're hearing right now, um, obviously, our, our members that are that are um, based outside of the of North America um, have been asking for you know us to 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 think more globally about location. Um, but I think right now, the thing that we're hearing the most is uh, you know options for some kind of remote connection, right? So I think that that right now is is where the priority is, especially because we have um, these next three years already lined up and committed. Um, so for us, I think it's it's really how can we, um, is, is a hybrid model going to be within our reach given the fact that we're a mid-sized organization, right? We're too big for smaller locations. We're too small for bigger locations. And so we are in this kind of awkward position just as the size of an organization um, to, to travel as broadly as we might like. So right now, what, what options exist for our member to, to serve our members um, either in terms of hybrid or remote options that, that would then allow for all of us to connect um, wherever we may be located. So I think I think that's really where the board's putting its uh, future thinking energy uh, at the moment. Um, and again, just the, the limitations of travel any, anyhow um, and the, the size of the organization, it, it's always going to be an issue for us, whatever city we would find ourselves in. Um, so I think right now, really thinking to the hybrid, to the virtual uh, research and exploration, that's, that's where the energy is, I think, going to be placed um, mm -hmm. after we complete our obligations uh, through Chicago. And as you mentioned, you're nearing the end of your term as president. And after the June meeting, you'll shift to past president. And the way it works, if our listeners don't know, um, you're president-elect for two years, president for two years, and then past president for two years. And so you stick around uh, as past president. So we benefit from your expertise being passed down. And we've had the benefit of the expertise of Paula Masood for the past two years. Um, and then we'll have Vicki Johnson moving into your seat. Um, so I wanted to finish then with reflections you have on goals you came in with, like when you decided, yes, I'm going to run for SMS president. What kind of goals and intentions and hopes did you have? And then looking back now, how do you think things played out in actuality? Well, you know, I didn't plan for a pandemic, so there's that <laughs> right. piece. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that I learned is that, um, you know, I, I, um, I came in with the idea that I... I had some 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 kind of tangible goals like fair use is something that's really important to me and something I think that we you know as a organization we really want to to sort of make sure lives on in some capacity so that way it can you know that we can do the work that we do um, and even though that's very U.S. specific it does have repercussions globally so I think that there's a way that you know that for me was something that I really wanted to to focus on but at the end of the day what I ended up realizing and of course because I think it was in my first year as incoming president that that everything shut down mm -hmm. so it really changed our plans. And what I realized was, okay, there's actually, we're, we're trying to do all these things and we have all, you know, that what, what I realized, and this was me putting on my producer hat, my community builder hat, right? Like that's, that was really what motivated me to be, um, to run for this position is because I just wanted to help people do the things that they do, right? Mm -hmm. We're all, we've got such great ideas. We've got such excellent community of scholars and artists and, and, um, activists here that I really wanted to make sure that people, that we could just keep doing the things that we're doing and they're doing and we're all doing. Um, and, and the pandemic really, you know, it was, it was terrible, obviously, but what it did highlight is just 
how valuable time and our labor and our energy is, like physical energy and like mental and emotional energy. And so what I ended up realizing that the the thing that I'm hoping that um, I will have done with my time here is to help support the infrastructure that um, helps people do the work that they're doing, right? So one of the things that um, I've been um, trying to focus on and one of the things that you know we've been able to do and we'll be talking about this June is uh, a new support structure for committees so that they can mm-hmm. do the work that they need to do based on um, you know goals that the board has set up. So I guess my hope, I'm, what, I'm, what I think I will end up having put into place and, and help uh, you know continue on is some kind of internal in- institutional support so that way the work that starts in one year can live on and continue and build and accumulate over the years by just something as simple as having an archive for what the committee has done you know what committees have done in previous years so that every time we have new people coming in um, to the to those roles they have something to build from and they can continue that work and, and continue on in new ways so those were the things that I um, you know that's that's that was my pivot, right, from like a very specific thing to a, a, a more infrastructural, like how can I help people do their work more humanely? So mm-hmm. that's, and that's, those are things that I think the board has always been wanting to do, but that was my, um, you know, coming out from outside in, um, you know, having never served on the board before, mm-hmm. um, and then coming into this role, that was something that I, I thought um, I could I could contribute. And, you know, the pandemic just made it more um, immediate, of an, an immediate need for us to just be mindful of what people are, are, are doing, all that labor that people yeah. are putting into the organization. Um, but the thing I, I learned the most is how passionate everybody is, mm-hmm. right? Like, even, uh, you know, one of the challenges that we face as as any in any kind of leadership position is just like when people like complaints that people have right like things that people you know like if somebody sees an issue and they're going to let us know and you know sometimes it's hard to get that feedback right it's because like, you want to hear like you're doing a good job but that that's sometimes you hear that but most often it's like well you could have done that a little better and so i think one of the things that i have just sort of like recognized as I hear those things, it's like, these are people that are really invested. These are people that are really passionate. They are committed to what we do and how we do it. And they want to see it thrive and they want to see it grow and be, you know, be something um, even more exciting. So I think what I, uh, what I've learned is just that we all want to be here. We all want to be together. We want to do our work. We want to be, you know, good citizens of, of this community. And so, um, yeah, I just I'm looking forward to being able to to continue to play that role in the backseat, mm-hmm. you know, as a, a non-voting member. That's another thing about being a past president. I no, no longer have a vote. Right. But I can, you know, offer the, you know, that kind of institutional knowledge and that kind of history that will hopefully help um, Vicky as she comes into the presidency, Vicki Johnson as she comes into the presidency and um, J.D. Rivero as she comes in um, following Vicki. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to just sort of playing a supporting um, background role. Yeah. And and in this next phase after after this last June board meeting. Yeah, and as secretary, I want to say I love you as president because you keep meetings moving and at the end of each section you say, you know, let's summarize uh, what we just talked about. And as I'm taking notes, I'm like, thank God I can write down everything I missed now. Um, so you're very good at all the, you know, Robert's rules of order of it all. And stuff. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's a heavy lift, the secretary, um, because you have to make sure that, you know, that that's that's what that's our roadmap. Right? right. So the secretary role, for those of you that are interested in board positions and, and leadership positions, that's such an important role because it's where we the action items get documented. It's where we basically kind of continue on and it makes timey wiminess tangible. <laughs> and so, yeah, thank you for all of your work. And I wanted to just say one last thing um, is that, you know, on the website, you know, sometimes 
and like any website with a lot of information, it can be hard to navigate. But there are ways for people to find information about like nomination processes. Mm. Um, and the nominating process include, you know, the, there's a form for it. The nominate there's a nominating committee that um, basically wrangles all of that stuff and then puts forward um, names for, to the, for the board to consider for um, various roles. But there is a form that we all have access to as members where we can nominate a person for, um, mm. you know, these these leadership positions, board positions, um, and then that includes self-nomination. So those those are all things that, you know, um, it's it's something I just wanted to share for people that are interested in, in getting more involved. I think I didn't even know that. So that's good to know. I've learned something. I just double checked it to make okay. sure I wasn't like making it up. Yeah, there, that is that is a part of the form. So, yeah, all right. um, it, it's uh, it's there. So fantastic. Thank you, SMS President. My pleasure. All Thank right. you all. Right. So fantastic conversation there. That was great fun. And really, um, you know, I think to me, it, it energizes me when I hear a member of the board talk about what we do. It, it really I found it such a gratifying experience being on the board. I think most academics, or at least most of the ones that I know and like, um, have a sort of reflexive uh, skepticism about any kind of mechanisms of authority. And so the board sounds like this kind of terrifying thing. But of course, the board, like this organization is us. Um, And so it's really good to have a reminder that these are not like scary remote people. They are, yeah. they are people who are just at the other end of an email or uh, a telephone line and are available to, to communicate with about stuff that's going on in the field. Yeah, it's more like a co-op, I would think of it as more like a co-op than a, you know, like your neighborhood association board, which is very top down. It's it's very much, I wouldn't say it's bottom up, right? There's still the notion of the board, you know, originates a lot of ideas, but it, we originate ideas because of what we hear from the membership. And so, you know, I think two things are important there. Number one, communicate then with the board if you have thoughts, if you have you know, um, things you want to share, you know, and, and reaching out not just to the board, but your, um, you know, the SIGs that you're in or the caucuses that you're in. That's how the communication happens through those pipelines. And then the second thing is volunteer yourself, uh, become part of uh, the board. There's certainly all kinds of ways that you can volunteer. And I will note the numbers we've had of people volunteering and I've only been there two years, so um, but but everyone who's been there for a longer time, like the home office members, are saying the numbers of people volunteering have really grown a lot. So there's a lot of, and that's for volunteering for, you know, to be on awards committee or to be, uh, you know, part of a proposal vetting um, committee for the conference. That a lot of people are really stepping up and volunteering, and that's fantastic. Um, but you can also nominate yourself for the board. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you could, um, you know, someone can nominate you or you can self nominate to be on the board. And the board is really hoping that we can communicate that and particularly a way for perhaps, um, you know, under underrepresented people, um, international scholars to to, uh, you know, make it known that they would would be interested in the board. So there is a self-nomination process. There's a form on the SCMS website. If you're looking for that, if you go to cmstudies.org, on the top bar, click on About Us, and then click on Governance, and there's a form there to nominate. It's a good opportunity to to join in, and you can essentially decide how much um, involvement you want. You know, you can sign up for an awards committee or something and um, have a a very compact commitment. 
that allows you to contribute to the organization and also get to know um, some interesting new work. Um, or you can go ahead and and get involved in a, a longer term kind of way, like by joining the board directly. Yep. A lot of options, um, all of which are volunteer, right? You're not going to get paid, <laughs> but it's it's service, which counts for some of us. Um, but also it you know helps you guide what our uh, you know primary organization is doing. So it's um, that's good, too. Yeah, it is. All right, Acamedia would not happen without the support of SCMS and of the University of Notre Dame. We are also grateful to our motley crew of co-conspirators. Um, so thank you to Frank Mondelli, who is at UC Davis. Stephanie Brown at Washington College. And the golden ears of Todd Thompson down there at University of Texas at Austin. Thank you, Todd. Is it at Austin or is it a hyphen? University of Texas. Oh, God, you know, I don't even remember anymore. God damn these prepositions. Oh, prepositions will be the them. end of us all. I'm going to drown in them. Yep. I'm suffocate in prepositions. All right. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again anon. Bye. <laughs>